Hi, my name's Christy, and uh, I'll be chatting to you today about fire alarms. No. Royce has already read the first part of my message today. He literally said exactly what I was going to say. Good job, Royce. Good job. Does everyone still have their handouts? Kids, do you still have your handouts or did they get lost? Oh, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. There's a little statement at the bottom that says, when I grow up, I will be. Maybe over the next couple of minutes, you'd like to think about what you might be or do or go when you grow up. That would be really cool to do. If you're still with us online, we've been out at a um, fire evacuation. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we'll continue. It's really good to have you uh, with us. Have you ever thought about what you're going to do when you grow up? Do you still think about what you're going to do when you grow up? I have to admit that I didn't. Uh, when I was a kid, I didn't really think about I thought what to do next week and next month, but I didn't really think about what to do as a child. I wasn't much of a dreamer. I wasn't very imaginative. And uh, this week, uh, my daughter Ivy, who's seven, finished year one, and I went to pick up all of her work from the year, <laughs> took it home, and um, the last piece of writing she did was a picture of Santa upside down in a chimney, and it said, what I would do if Santa got stuck in my chimney. And I'd read some of these on the wall of the class earlier in the year. And um, some of them said, I would get my spaceship and fly over Santa and beam him up. Another one said, I would take all the toys when he was stuck so I could have them. Another one said, I would build a robot to get him out of the chimney. Ivy said, I would try and pull him up. If that didn't work, I would get mum and dad to help me push him down. <laughs> She's just like me, very practical. We've got a job to do, let's get Santa out of the chimney. Not so much imagination, just like me. But Jesus grew up, didn't he? And as Royce has already talked to us about, at Christmas time, we see baby Jesus in a manger. And I always find it interesting that in three months we get to Easter and he's grown up really fast. <laughs> but stuff happened in between, yes? He grew up from a baby to an adult. And uh, the Bible says in Luke that Mary and Joseph did the things that other Jewish families would be doing because Jesus grew up as a Jewish young boy. They took him to the temple and presented him there. And then we also read another story, which is the only other one really, in Luke about what happened when Jesus was 12. We're going to read that together. It's on the screen. Every year, Jesus' parents traveled from Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up, as they always did, for the feast. When it was over and they left for home, the child Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know. Thinking he was somewhere in the company of pilgrims, they journeyed for a whole day and then began looking for him among the relatives and neighbours. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem looking for him. The next day, they found him in the temple, seated among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. The teachers were all quite taken with him, impressed with the sharpness of his answers, but his parents were not impressed. They were upset and hurt. 
His mother said, young man, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been half out of our minds looking for you. What next? He said, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I had to be here dealing with the things of my father? But they had no idea what he was talking about. So already... They went back to Nazareth with them and lived obediently. His mother held all these things dearly, deep within herself, and Jesus matured, growing up in both body and spirit, blessed by both God and people. So this is the little bridging story between Christmas and when Jesus grew up. And already we see that his purpose was very clear. Thank you, Royce. He had a purpose. It was very clear. He was already on mission, doing what God had asked him to do. Emmanuel, God with us, that's what he had came to do on earth. Jesus became a carpenter. He had siblings. He grew up. He was an apprentice. All those things. Actually, I only read that to you parents to make you feel better about your parenting this Christmas. Even Mary and Joseph had really bad days where they lost their child for three whole days. (laughs) So Jesus was part of this community. He didn't just go from baby to man. He grew up and went through all the same things we did. So I want to know, have any of you kids written on your paper about what you want to be when you grow up? I'm going to come down. I warned the camera people that I would do this. Benjamin, what have you got? When I grow up, I will be... A robotics engineer and a Christian. A robotics engineer and a Christian. See, he would have got Santa out of the chimney with a whole robotic thing. Other kids, who's written what they want to be when they grow up? Oh, one over here. What have you got? Jesus. You want to be Jesus? In the nativity? Like Wombat Divine from last week? That would be cool. Someone over here. Oh, it's Luca. What have you written, Luca? An author illustrator. Wow, that's amazing. An author illustrator. So cool. Ebony, what have you got? A vet. A vet. And Levi? An entomologist. An entomologist. Everyone, what do entomologists do? Insects. Insects, yes. Insects. Thank you, kids, when you grow up. Well, Jesus continued growing up, and the next thing we read about him was when he started sharing with people about his new job. He sort of left carpentry behind and started sharing about this purpose of being on earth, being God with us. And he started with John the Baptist, who was his cousin. So let's read in Luke. After all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized. As he was praying, the sky opened up and the Holy Spirit, like a dove, descended, came down on him, and along with the Spirit, a voice, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Before anything started, Jesus was loved by God. And so are we. When I grow up, I want to be loved by God. 
And you know what? I already am. Dearly loved by God. So much so that he sent his only son to die for us. The greatest rescue plan in history. This dearly beloved Jesus who grew up from a baby to a child to an adult was first of all loved. God declaring this as Jesus' first step into this new job that he had, this new purpose. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, which means all the people in it and everything he created. And I want to read to you this morning a verse from Colossians, which is a book that Paul wrote. It's a letter that he wrote. And it says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's us, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself. Isn't that a beautiful image? Clothing ourselves with these things. And actually, this verse goes on to say, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. An amazing picture of putting on Jesus. Does anyone have an invisible dress they're wearing to Christmas dinner tomorrow? Anyone? Invisible pants? No. We use clothes to be on the outside, to be seen, because they have a very good purpose in covering up things other people shouldn't see. Paul's saying, put on love so that everyone can see it. We are loved by God. We are loved by Jesus. But we want other people to see that. That's why he came, to be with us all, the whole world. Clothe yourself. Can you think of someone in your mind right now who you see as being clothed in love? Can you imagine someone in your world that wears Jesus on the outside? I thought of some people yesterday as I was imagining. When I grow up, I want to be like Mari Dinan. Mari Dinan is Grace Fleming's mother who has gone to be with the Lord. She's in heaven now. A beautiful woman clothed in humility. When I grow up, I want to be like Don and Peggy Cleaver, clothed in kindness. Such beautiful people who are example of being in Christ and clothed in his love. When I grow up, I want to be like Lynn Normington, clothed in gentleness. Lynn is someone that Danny and I have gotten to know over the last couple of years, and when I see her, I see her clothed in Jesus' love, and that spreads to so many people. When I grow up, I want to be like John and Sarah Poxon, clothed in compassion. Compassion for Sarah's primary school kids, so many of them over the years. Compassion for their African brothers and sisters and adopted children. Compassion for kids in India that they spend so much time and their resources visiting and equipping and growing as they visit India. Who would you like to be when you grow up? 
Maybe you can imagine that person in your mind and the love that they're clothed in. Beautiful examples of what it looks like to be in Christ. I have some stickers here. They're hearts. Because really what we're talking about is Christmas starts with love, doesn't it? And I had the thought, you know what would be good if I actually stuck this on myself? So when I looked in the mirror, I would remember this. Because we forget so quickly about the love that we can be clothed in each and every day. Maybe a tattoo, something like that. But we get lots of chance to remember, don't we? We get lots of chances to remember. We don't have to put a sticker on our head. We have Christmas. Every year we get this chance to remember. Every single year it comes. And it's a chance where we get to remember the love that we are clothed in, that Jesus came to show us. Communion, we celebrated that earlier today. Every week we get to do that. It's a memory. It's a reminder of the love that we can be clothed in so that other people can see who Jesus is. Baptisms, 15 this year, 11. 11 baptisms at Door of Hope this year. Every time we see a baptism, it's a reminder of someone stripping off the old clothes and being clothed in love. Amazing. And scriptures, God's word to us, a reminder whenever we read it. It's great to read it every day. And if you'd like a bookmark so you can start reading it on January 1, it's a good time to start. Go out to Hope Central and grab one for your 20 minutes in the chair. Or you can pop a sticker on your head if you'd like. Kids, I'd love to give you all a sticker. Would my helpers come out and grab a sticker chart? And kids, you can bring your people out. Pop a sticker on them. Pop a sticker on your little page. Come on, kids, bring your pages out. Maybe you'd like to pop it on their forehead like me or on their heart. Because whatever, oh, Tommy has one. Because whatever you do, kids, my prayer for you is that you would know that God loves you. Here they come with their stickers. Big people, you can still have a dream of who you want to be when you grow up, because none of you had finished growing yet. Maybe on the outside, but not on the inside. Maybe you don't feel clothed in Jesus' love today. And that's okay. This morning, I didn't either. My house is a grumpy house. Yesterday, actually probably the day before, this morning, was a really grumpy house. There were tears. But you know, in an Instagram world, it's okay for us to not have an Instagram-worthy photo. It's okay for us to have grumpy days. It's okay for us to be upset with the kids and not speak kindly to our spouses. That was me, by the way, not Danny. It's okay to have those days. It's okay to come to church feeling totally frazzled, not ready for tomorrow, presents unwrapped. I forgot my father and uh, my stepdad's present to go find that after the service. I wore the wrong pants. They feel like they're going to fall down at any moment. Got covered in bubble juice, you know, bubble liquid just before I came. We had a fire alarm. (laughs) But you know what? Because we are in Christ, 
when we're in Christ, we are clothed in his love, in his patience, in his humility, in his kindness, in his gentleness. It's all there for us if we just accept it. The Colossians uh, verse goes on to say, this is amazing, and thank you again, Royce, for preparing for this. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let's start by being thankful for the fact that we can be clothed in love. Let Christmas remind you of that. Let Christmas remind you that you can be joyful despite your frazzledness and that your tree is not Instagram worthy. Be joyful that we have Jesus this Christmas. We're going to sing. Would you like to stand? We're going to sing joy to the world because he is and he is right now, not just 2,000 years ago. He's our joy. Thank you, team.